right, everybody. Welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right. And we're back with the grand finale of our uh, Power Rangers series. It's It's been three weeks here dedicated to Power Rangers. So oh, yeah. we've been digging Good into haul. it. Um, sadly, at the end here. But we have a, a kind of like a double-stuffed episode a little bit. I was going to say, like, because for the reading last week and for the episode, it was like a, a bit shorter. And I was like, did we mess up? Um, yeah, the short answer is yes, we <laughs> yeah. did. Uh, but I, in our defense, it's kind of misleading the way it's like printed. Well, because, yeah, because they paired like basically these are four issue arcs. Um, because a lot of comic books like write for the trade, which a lot of times will make things longer and like less like exciting because it's, it's, it's more extended books to out. sell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like I like when stories do like shorter arcs, like you know four story or three or like you know one offs like mm-hmm. that. That I like it better when you pace it like that. Um, but yeah, thanks again for leaving that request on Patreon. If you want to leave your own Patreon request, if you want to choose what we review um, for the week, you can go over to Patreon.com/slash/AgentsOfComicBook and you can decide what we do uh, for that week or series of of weeks like we did for this one. Um, on the Patreon though, I mean we pretty much will do like with the adaptation, you don't have to line it up perfectly. Like it doesn't have to be like a one to one. Like, if you had, like, uh, like if you wanted this to do, like, a Robin episode, I'm just trying to think of an example, like a Batman and Robin, but, mm-hmm. like, Robin specifically, it doesn't have to be, like, the same Robin. You yeah. Know, it, it just has to be, like, tangentially related. We're not really going to veto it. I, mean, I take that back. There might be some that we veto, because I say that because there's a <laughs> lot of shit going on right now in the comic book industry with, like, uh, people, like, finding out, like, people I didn't know, like, writers I liked uh, and artists I liked are actually, like, yeah, sex offenders, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's going to um, be a little sticky. So there might be some creators who I'm like, I just don't want to cover that book. But I'll let you know politely if you do request it. If it's like, I mean, it should be obvious. Like if you request like a Sean Gordon Murphy book or like a Chick, uh, a Chick Duxon book, I almost say <laughs> a Chuck Dixon book, I'm going to probably be like veto that. But yeah, there's, there's other books to cover. There's lots of people who like aren't terrible who we can cover their stories. Yeah, there's a lot of good people we can, you know, give. Press yeah, I want to amplify the stories of like writers who I trust. Right? Exactly. Yeah, things like that. Um, but for the most part, yeah, we're, we're going to uh, pretty much let, play it fast and loose with what you request. So if it's just tangentially related, we'll roll with it. We'll, we'll even try to like find out like what, where the comparison was. Yeah, exactly. Like why you requested that. Because <laughs> what's kind of cool with these fan requests that I've been liking is, um, especially with this one, with the way he designed it, is he actually picked out arcs from the show that were kind of related to the comic book arcs that we would be covering in that week, which was really cool. Yeah, I like I that he that. did that. Um, because... The first week for this series, we did the the Tommy arc that, that completely revolved around uh, like his turn, and then we covered his turn on the episode. So yep. it's like each one is kind of like. And when we did this episode, we're going to talk about it later. But there's a lot of things that kind of popped up similarly between these volumes. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, the Falcon Zord, just as one example that yep. showed up in both of them that I thought was pretty cool. Yep. Uh, so there's there's cool like little uh, related things that um, you can line up when you do like a series like this. Yeah, and even if it's not like a direct correlation, it's there's always like little flashes of things that are pretty similar. Yeah, like when we saw Saba, the the talking sword, yeah. like he shows up uh, at the end of the of the movie we watched. Sadly, like, oh, he doesn't shit. talk in the movie. Oh, he should have. But it's still a great sword. Imagine design. if he did. I would have loved it because he's you, great in the. Comics. You got to give him like a great voice actor, like a Keith David. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I would have loved that. Uh, but yeah, so we'll uh, get to the because uh, without further ado, we're covering two volumes this week, so we might as well get started. The yeah, two volumes. Yeah, this one's gonna be a haul. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna be covering volumes three and four of this Power Rangers run. It's gonna be pretty much the same creative team as the other two weeks, written by Kyle Higgins, uh, illustrated by Hendry uh, Perseda, who does most of the work here. Um, but then we also one of the issues is uh, illustrated by Jonathan Lamb. I think that's the Billy issue. And then we have colors by Matt Herms, who uh, teams up with Hendry Perseda on a lot of the art uh, for most of the run. Um, but then for that one other issue, like I said in Chapter 10, uh, Joanna LaFuente fills in on the colors. And then letters for this whole run has been done by Ed Dukeshire, just to get the whole creative team in there again. Oh, and then I should call out, like, because pretty much part of the creative team, I would say, is Jamal Campbell. Because he does covers at, at this point in the run for every issue. And oh. each one of these Jamal Campbell covers is just you know, amazing. I, I, like, screenshotted every one of them when I was going through because they're so good. Yeah, I was going to say, they've been great. Jamal Campbell is like one of the first artists I remember like really picking up on when I started reading because I remember he did like a uh, an issue of Vixen like during like when they were rebooting the JLA and like that's when I first noticed his art he just does like a really good style I don't know oh crazy so where we left off with the last volume uh, last week we pretty much left it where they don't have a uh, an answer to Black Dragon really he's still kind of rampaging and he's taken away all the, the Power Rangers powers but they did kind of think of a way to at least put up a fight which was Tommy's going to extend what's left of the Green Ranger coin and spread it to everybody so everyone's kind of the Green Ranger right now we're all Green Rangers we're now. all Green Rangers now that's right <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, but Black, Rag uh, Black Dragon's still going on a rampage with all these zords, like going through all the cities, destroying monuments, you know, typical monster stuff. You know. Uh, but now that the uh, Power Rangers essentially have their powers back, they do also have control of their zords back as well. Um, so they're all able to call in, like, the Sabretooth, the Mastodon, the Pterodactyl. Um, but... Where we left Billy in the last volume, he's still captured. He's still uh, on the moon. So Black Dragon still has his sword. So Black Dragon is using the Triceratops to put up a fight against him. Yep. Yeah, I love these sequences with Billy and uh, Goldar on the moon, like the moon. Uh, oh, prison. I was about to mention that. Yeah, because Billy's left on the moon. And so we mentioned last week that Goldar is imprisoned as well because mm -hmm. he's failed Rita too many times. But he, he's still, you know, he's kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to win her over. Like, this is a rough patch. Yeah, like, I could still prove myself, right? Billy kind of convinces him. He's like talking him into it. He's He's like, well, I don't know if Black Dragon's even on Rita's side. Like, it kind of seems like he's, like, playing a game above her and, like, playing, like, making her look like a fool. Yep. So maybe if you let me free and I can stop Black Dragon and he helps Rita, then maybe you come out looking like a hero. Yeah, and, and Goldar actually kind of comes in the clutch because they have, like, a live feed of the on Earth of all him doing all this destruction. And then yep. Goldar actually notices, like, a, a hatch on the back of the Black Dragon's neck that looks like a, like an, a hatch for people to come in and out of. Yeah, that is clutch because the, the hatch is what really turned... That's really the, the big twist in this volume that yep. got me more interested. The first one, yeah. Because Black Dragon's a character who... We're not going to spoil who he is just yet. Yeah. But... It's a character we've had a lot of questions about, even from literally the first week we covered this, because Black Dragon shows up as the cliffhanger for Volume 1. It's like, boom, boom, mm -hmm. who is this guy? Yeah, exactly. Um, and we've been playing it like kind of coy with who he is and like what his details are, but seeing the hatch and being like, oh, okay... Yeah, so it's pretty much, they pretty much concluded that it's not actually, like, a person, that that's a actually mech. a Zord. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it's just an advanced type of Zord. Right, exactly. So that means that, because this whole time we just thought it was just, like, a metal-looking dude. Yeah. Yeah, but now, so that, that kind of opens, like, well, what if we open that hatch and go inside? It's going to be like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, exactly. Who's behind the wheel? Yep. Uh, so Goldar, yeah, comes in the clutch. He, he creates a portal to get Billy out of there. He's like, well, no, I control the dark dimension. The dark dimension is like my thing, mm -hmm. um, which is something that like when they touched on it here, I think it finally clicked with me, like what this room is supposed to be like, is it kind of just seemed like a dark room filled with smoke? Because, like, a lot of the details from the Power Ranger stuff was lost on me, like, in the... I, I watched this years and years and years ago. Yeah, I kind of just figured that it was just from the inspiration of the show. Because, I mean, the show, they can't go too crazy with their, like, the mm -hmm. prop sets and everything. So it was just a black room with some, like, gold pillars and, like, walls and then smoke on the ground. Yeah, but the idea that this is, like, a metaphysical kind of, like, dark prison that you can just, like, reach your hand through and escape with the right mindset or the right powers is pretty yeah. cool. No, I like that a lot, too. Yeah. So Goldar is able to free him and send Billy back to like this uh, this Zord fight that we're having uh, out in the streets of I believe we're still in Paris. It's hard I can't tell. Believe so. Um, but yeah, so the, the Zords are going nuts and Billy shows up out of nowhere and they're like, oh shit! Like yeah, we were gonna rescue bro. Uh, we were coming right there. I swear. <laughs> I mean, they did put up a good fight trying to get him. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but he shows up and, he, and Billy's got the answer now. He's like, no, 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 that's not a man you're fighting. It's a Zord. Look, mm -hmm. you can. He points to um to Tommy. He's like, there, there's a, there's a hatch right there. We just got to get in there and get yep. there. And so they. They teleport themselves onto the essentially we'll call it like the Zord now, like the Black Dragon Zord. Yep. And like crawl in and they're starting to look around and they're like, this is like trippy as shit. Like, what is all this? So now that they're in the the actual like Zord, like, you know, kind of investigating things, I think Black Dragon is like getting paranoid now. He's like, oh shit, like I've been found out. So he retreats back to essentially his home. Mm -hmm. And as the whole thing is retreating, like they're still inside. So when it like we see this giant green like explosion essentially and then the Zord is gone. Yeah. Well the, the pieces are still there, but the, whoever was inside the Zord is gone. Oh, you're right. There is still wreckage there. So yeah. like I guess that was left behind. Yeah, so that they actually end up taking the wreckage and trying to learn things from it. Uh, but then Rita uh, on the radio is asking like well what happened like the rangers uh have recovered your body like what's going on are you dead like what happened yeah and he, he they get a message and, and black dragon's like no i was never really there that was just a vessel that was just like what i was using as a tool yep um and, and like it's really not even necessary for my plans it's just one piece and rita's like well you're making big promises like are you ever going to deliver on anything you're saying like what happened to those two power rangers that went missing and he's like oh i know where they went yeah and then here's the page turn this is the next best twist that comes up the, the oh, page yeah. turn here where it says my world and we see Lord Dracon on his world. It's uh, the White Power Ranger. Um, yep. We know from the movie this is Tommy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's like, and they have no idea what they're in for because now they're in his world. Yeah, it's and a great page of just him sitting on a throne. Oh, yeah, that, that is a really, really good page. No, I, I love the design for the White Ranger. Yeah, we've talked about the art uh, a little bit in this uh, in these three episodes, but it's it's just so good. I, the art is Yeah, like, this whole run is amazing. But then when, so we see Billy and Tommy like wake up and they're like in this like barren wasteland. It's like a post-apocalyptic like... Uh, 
city. Metropolis yeah, looking yeah. city, yeah. And these these two statues, one is of Rita and one is of the Green Ranger, and they're both just like, you know, standing high above the city and they're like, Where the fuck are we? Yeah. Uh so I think we, we talked about this a little bit last week. I think we were kinda on the right trail with, with Lord uh Yeah, you called not it. with when we didn't know it was Lord Dracon, but with Black Dragon. Yep. Um because I was like, Well, Black Dragon seems like he knows these characters, like not just these roles, but like these people, like Tommy. Mm-hmm. Like he knows Tommy and like his details. And, and the now, Green Ranger. And now we see like of course he does. That's literally Tommy from an it's not quite the a future past thing. It's I think it's more like an alternate timeline. Yeah. It's like it's a, definitely an it's like an alternate timeline, timeline yeah. that's like just barely off. Mm-hmm. So, so like those little comments were enough to kind of like have us pick up the trail. So I think that's good writing. He left just enough breadcrumbs there for us to pick up on it, but not be yeah, too sure exactly like, that we were right. Because I think I think maybe the only difference between these universes is that in the destroyed one, Tommy ended up taking Rita's offer and becoming evil and in the other in their earth Tommy didn't become evil and Yeah, we can talk about a little bit of that now cuz they show it later but it's part it's part of the context here. Yeah. Um this is a divergent universe where Tom, uh, Tommy they still broke Tommy's control over Rita, but yep. like a week later, after he was a Power Ranger, he just went back to Rita. Yeah, just like, ah, um, fuck it. Yep, it, this <laughs> is just a universe where he just like wanted that power and like yep. wanted to join forces with her. Um, and so the, that turns the whole scale of the world like completely different. Like they fight wars, resistances. Like we'll see like like more of it as we go on in the story. Like they they start giving you pe- more and more pieces as you go on, which is yeah, pretty cool. Not all the Power Rangers made it, we can say. Oh no, it's rough. It's really <laughs> yeah. rough. And like Definitely. as they're walking through the city, they see just like wreckages of like Zords. Like there was clearly some huge battle here. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy looking. And back on Earth, we're kind of like reminded like what's going on during all this because uh, Tommy and Billy are gone. Like they just vanished without a trace. Yeah, this was it got pretty dark. Oh, it got real because yeah, Tommy's she got mom real for like a minute. yeah, Tommy's mom like reports him missing to the cops and Billy's family's like yeah, our son's missing too and they hold like a big memorial and like a big fundraiser like to raise money to search for them and it's like eesh, like shit is getting real. Yeah, because I do that. I don't think their parents know. They don't. I, I mean, we're led to believe they don't. God, they're so dumb. I le- <laughs> it's it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, there's if so I was many... one of these parents, I'd be like, okay, I've been really nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, let, I've let you just do what you want. Your kids, like you're free to do you. Yeah, but right now. Just I know something's up. Tell exactly. me some yeah. shit. Like they're literally nowhere to be found during every kaiju monster fight. Like you're the and, Power like, Rangers. Every right? Let's natural, just say it. we're yeah. the Power Rangers. <laughs> like, it's completely obvious. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no, it gets real. Yeah, because like they're they're like filling out police reports. They have like vigils for them and shit. Yeah, it's yep. sad. Um, but then that just like kind of puts a fire beneath like their butts. Like we got to do something. Like yeah. we have no idea. Like we're the only ones who can help them. No one else even knows where to start. Yep. Yeah. No one knows how fucking bad it is. Um, but it's worse over where Tommy and Billy are because they are in a bad spot. Because as they're going through the city, I mean, they have no idea where the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. Um, they get pulled over by this like military police, and it's a military Power Ranger police. Yeah. Which uh, w- would be frightening. Oh yeah. Um, and he's like, "You're past curfew. Like, w- what are you doing? Like, you don't know the rules." And they're like, "Uh, no." Yeah. It's like competent stormtroopers. Yeah, stormtroopers. Well, I don't know. These stormtroopers, I don't know how much they hit. Uh, we'll have to keep pay attention as we flip through this. <laughs> they do seem to miss quite a bunch. True, yeah. They're not that far off. Because Tommy and Billy are able to escape just by running away and jumping off a cliff into a river. True, yeah. I mean, maybe they're just weak against water. They're weak against water. <laughs> I mean, they are <laughs> wearing... New like, addition to the lore. They are wearing robotic suits. <laughs> Could mess up the electronics. I would hope not. <laughs> uh, but Goldar, remember we said that he let... Uh, Billy loose when he was doing this uh, when that's how Billy got free mm-hmm. so then Rita goes to Goldar and she's like uh, WTF yeah the <laughs> hell man yeah <laughs> you and, had one job and and he, <laughs> he plays it pretty cool because he's like yeah Billy like you know figured it out he figured out how to escape and what would I do like you handcuffed me here yeah exactly and Rita's like oh shit yeah, can't really come back from that yeah I did do that didn't I <laughs> So Goldar plays it cool here, um, because then Rita's like, all right, fine, I guess you're right, you would be helpful, maybe I should untie you, maybe you should come back by my side, and he's like, you're damn right. Yeah, I mean, Goldar said, he shouldn't be doing this, man. He's no, gotta learn. Goldar needs to be an independent, yeah. Honestly, like, Goldar shines in this, like, arc, and Rita, and it really makes me upset, because Rita's just using it, Is there it, a man. run where Goldar, like, changes sides and becomes a Power Ranger? <laughs> I would love to see that, man. I would fucking, I would absolutely love that. Yeah, if that hasn't been done, that's a golden opportunity. I wanna, oh, yeah. I'll be yeah, the one I w- to write I wanna that see story. Goldar betray Rita. That mm-hmm. would be amazing. That would be great. I mean, he, he's kind of done it, but he's never really fully done in it. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. At least from what we've seen. I mean, we, like I said, we have there's oh, large there's... patches of stories we haven't covered exactly. or know anything about. So let us know if there is something. I feel like I'd, I would bet a decent amount of money there probably is something similar. But yeah, like we said, Billy and uh, and Tommy escape, and they're kind of going through the wreckage of this giant battle that they saw of all these Zords. 
And as they go through, they kind of get through the secret door, and there's this sword floating in a container, and it's uh, we we saw it from the movie. It's Tommy's like uh, you know talking sword. Yep. And it, uh, its name is Saba, and it's like oh, not quite what you were expecting. Uh, he's like, my name is Saba. I've been waiting for you, Tommy. And so like it, the the way the sword talks, like it's been sitting here waiting for them this whole time. And we, there's a whole flashback issue that kind of goes into that a little bit as well. Yep. But as they get free from the wreckage, this is where uh, the two Tommies are are bound to meet because the these and I want to call this out like as I'm flipping through this this page where like they crawl out at, like at nighttime in this like you know wasteland of a city these like kind of like Quinjet looking uh, like almost expert uh, X-Men Blackbird looking things with these lights shine down and it yeah, looks totally. really good I like the art here yeah the lighting is like amazing because when the uh, like the landing pad drops down and uh, Dracon comes out it, it looks great like him like walking in front of like the the spaceship like a world of worlds yeah behind like the spotlights but this is where uh, Dracon has the great reveal to Tommy where he's like uh because Tommy says, oh, I, I guess you're the leader, huh? Well, I got news for you. If you think you're going to just, le- if we're just going to lay down for you, you got no idea who you're dealing with. And Dracon's like, oh, you just set me up, bro. I do know who I'm dealing with. Because <laughs> this is a fucking softball. I'm you. <laughs> God, villains got to love that shit. Yep. He's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. I get to say the thing. <laughs> just teeing it up. <laughs> And he takes off the helmet, and yeah, it's Tommy with like the uh, the Reed Richards gray streak. That's how you know. Yeah, and like the scarred up face. Yep, that that's one. Of, I don't know. That's like a, a comic book like artistic thing that I like, where like someone's like got salt and pepper, but it's like just a streak of cl- a clean streak of hair down the middle. Like no, he, he's got not down the middle. It's usually down the side. Well, Tommy's got one kind of down the middle here, and like on the Reed Richards on the side. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's like on his widow's peak. Oh, you're right. It is kind of just on the tip. Yeah, it's, it doesn't go all the way back. Yeah, which is even weirder. I feel like it makes him look um, a little bit more evil. Yeah, it's like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, it's funny because he looks at the sword and he's like A two. <laughs> he's like, sorry, I went with the good Tommy. Right. It's like I thought you ran away. I mourned you. <laughs> And he's like, I'm sorry, Lord Dracon, but we had slightly different plans for the evening, which is badass. <laughs> right. Because the sword's kind of just like the only thing talking him through this part, because Tommy and, and Billy like, have no idea what the fuck is happening. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I, I, I'm not going to be any help here, man. Which is, uh, is kind of cool, because as people, as someone who, I guess just speaking for myself, well, maybe a little bit for you, but as someone who wasn't super familiar or didn't remember a lot of things from Power Rangers, they play this really well with including information that you could know from the show, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't have to, because these characters don't know who Lord Dracon is or exactly, who, like yeah. tommy because like if we watched if i would have watched the movie first i would know like oh tommy's the white ranger this is his suit yeah like i would have known immediately but it's yep they play it as a really cool moment in here for people who don't know that which is pretty cool yeah it's a great I, reveal yeah i appreciated that um and then another thing i would have seen from the movie too is uh the sword leads him to the crashed wreckage of the falcon zord which is tommy's as we, we will see in the movie later is tommy's old zord um <laughs> looks and, a little it, better in this than the movie <laughs> oh no! It, yeah, a little bit. Um, but the Falcon Zord is is awesome because as it flies, it can like hover and then like point the wings forward and shoot rockets. It's pretty it's, badass. Yeah, it's like lasers and rockets. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. cool. Yeah, it's actually pretty similar in the movie too. Yeah, it does the same thing. Yep. There's some cool shots we see too as we're getting the story of like how this universe came to be. We'll see a lot of this as it goes on. But there's some villains who I would have to assume show up in the show or some of the movies who just look badass. Like at least like the comic version. Oh yeah. Here. Some of these panels were amazing. Like, there's a creature who's like a, an upside down pumpkin who like swamp thing looking like thing with a lobster claw. Yeah. It's oh, like a it's giant. so cool. It's like a giant Titan walking on all fours with like a pumpkin head. It looks amazing. Yeah. It's badass. And there's just like a guy who's just like a screaming like metal, like, uh, Art, like a metal artist head floating. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He's just like, yeah! <laughs> Destroy him with the power of rock. Right. It's like yeah. the dude from Mad Max. But it's probably cool if, you, if you're if you someone who is like a Power Rangers super fan going through here. It's probably like a who's who of like Power Rangers villains just like teaming up. It's pretty badass. Yep. Yeah, in the scene of uh, Dracon, like kind of like we see the flashback of him when he killed Jason. Yep. Like he just like comes out of the wreckage after fighting Jason with just like a crumpled up helmet. And he's like, it's done. Yeah, he's like holding his and one arm and is like holding uh jason's like cracked helmet oh, the yeah. other oof yeah it's rough oof um and as they're telling the story they they meet the resistance and the, the resistance is, is pretty fucking cool they got a lot of uh, cool people on the resistance yeah this um, is a great team because I, I didn't know who this was until we watched the movie but this is uh aisha this is um the yellow ranger yep yeah uh, it totally clicked yep and then because she's teaming up with trini so it's like a yellow ranger team up yeah which it's is pretty like the, cool it's like the two alternate realities yep and then of course the person with them uh bulk is part of the resistance <laughs> as well bulk and skull i actually did like that a lot this is awesome no this is cool yeah at first i was like really but then eventually like they had a few moments where they clutched it in battle no i I actually really like bulk and skull in like this resistance timeline because it kind of like implies like a story you 
you don't even see. Like these two goofballs, like we're just like, you know, fucking around, doing their own thing, kind of just minding nonsense. But when shit got real, they like stepped up. Like in here, they're not goofballs. Like they're like a serious, like people take them seriously. Yeah, exactly. So like it's a cool to imagine like that growth where like this is a universe where people don't make fun of these guys anymore because like they've put in like hard work, like they've changed. And like story-wise, even for me, it's a lot of times I struggle with those two characters. I'm just like, why? Like why are they even in this? Like you could easily just get rid of them and it wouldn't make any difference. And then like you see, in, you know, an alternate timeline version of them. It's like, oh, well, like it kind of paid off. Here, exactly yeah. like mm-hmm. it pays off and it shows like it's like oh like they actually have a reason to be around like potentially yeah i left that in my notes i, I really liked that, that that they were included there that that was kind of cool for sure but yeah volume four that that kind of that's kind of where volume three ends volume four will take us into like more of like what the resistance is doing in the resistance's fight uh because we see uh it, there's a sad part too where like they they go through their base which it looks like is like maybe the remnants of where the tyrannosaurus used to be yeah it looks like uh an old skeleton of an old zord yeah like a zord hanger yeah, yeah that's what it looks like um and it, there's a sad part too where um billy goes up to trini and he's like oh trini like you know what's up like i, I want to help you and trini's like yeah hey, you're not like i'm not your trini and you're not my billy like let's not make this weird and you're like oh like that's rough yeah it's pretty this billy's not around he's yeah. dead he's dead and then they, we don't at this point they don't quite know the story of like where he is or anything yeah yeah so that's so that, that that one's that one's rough uh the surviving uh like lord dracon's crew it, it's it's kind of a cool design to see like the power rangers like kind of flipped like this flip side to it because it's almost like they remind it's very like star warsy kind of a little bit in a way because yeah. like he's got like the red rangers as like his royal guard and like you see the pink rangers come in as like scout sniper troops and shit later yeah it's like the different colored stormtroopers yep yeah it's pretty cool um and uh dracon's also teamed up with scorpina who shows up here he's like uh, she's like one of his lieutenants back in the uh in the in like the main continuity world the the main rangers are still trying to figure out like where the hell billy and uh and tommy went um trini is just kind of like going through the black dragon wreckage like trying to like make heads or tails of like what this technology is like how she can like maybe retrofit it to go find them mm-hmm. like that's her goal she's been working on that but like she kind of has this like complex in her head that she's been dealing with like it with billy gone like am i like the one to do this shit like he's always been like the tech guy like can i do this but yep. she's been coming in the clutch a lot yeah and totally. in this arc she she's fucking badass in this because she actually kind of figures out like how to hack it a little bit and kind of lays that as a trap for later on yeah so in the alternate timeline billy and tommy are essentially part of this resistance now like they don't have a way easy way home like they're just like you know fuck it like this is this seems like our mess especially tommy because he's like this can't be me like i have to help stop this because i almost like you gotta at some at some level you gotta feel like almost responsible like that's who i could have been like yeah you know like, exactly that, that's who i could be even like you're wondering yep totally um so he, like tommy is like you know on board with this uh, but as they're flying through with the falcon sword uh Dracon shows up and he even like gets into the falcon sword and he's like hello tommy like, <laughs> these two have a couple cool like showdowns during this arc um, Which dr- seems like an like a pretty obvious like oversight. It's like if that's you and like the Falcon Zord has been here, then he's obviously gonna have access to the Falcon Zord. So like right. So you shouldn't expect to be flying it around and like not have. Or him- even if he locks you out, like he's gonna find a way in. Like he used that thing like maybe even more than you did. Like, exactly. Actually, yeah. definitely more. It doesn't even seem like Tommy knows what it is yet. Yeah, I think this is the first time he's seen it for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, so Dracon essentially captures Tommy and he's got him at sword point and he's like, this is, this is what, what's going to happen to your leader. Like this isn't like the good, this is the weak Tommy is what he's saying essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then Trini shows her ace in the hole. She's like, I've been holding on to this one thing like forever because it's our only hope. And she has, uh, Jason's coin, like the red Ranger coin. And, uh, she's like, I don't like, we have to use this like when it's most important moment because it's all we have. Yeah. And the way that they use it is pretty cool because it's almost like, uh, essentially the same thing that, uh, Black Dragon, AKA, uh, Dracon did earlier in the run, like essentially right when he showed up, which is use the the coin to access the morphing grid yep. and disable everyone's powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Trini's like, "Well, I have this now. Let's do it." And it's cool because the way that they show that scene, it happens like almost the same way in both. Like it's not the same plot, but it's Trini like pulling a plan in both timelines, which is pretty. That's the Trini badass part that I wanted to call out earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, because she is on the moon, uh, hacks the black dragon armor and uses it like an iron man suit mm-hmm. like it essentially like becomes the black dragon mech and she's yep. like I-, I figured it out like I- i'm the master of this shit now yeah like and, it's just a zord <laughs> and they and they intercut it with trini using the power coin in the alternate timeline and defeating all of the uh the power ranger uh 
disabling all the Power Rangers powers over there as well. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool way they set it up to just be like a, a really great Trini moment. There. Yeah, it's like a dimensional transfer. Yep. Because uh, she's got a really great line too. This is a really great panel that I liked right as she gets the armor. She's like, I, re I reprogrammed the Black Dragon armor ahead of time to sync with me just in case of a situation just like this. And, uh, and now what I really want to know is... Who exactly do you think is weak again? And she just goes nuts against all the Goldar clones with the uh, the black dragon armor. It's so cool. Yeah, it just opens fire. And she's able to use the tech too. And she's like, with using this tech, we're able to get control of our Zords back. Yeah. And so they all get their original colors back. They're no longer the Green Rangers. Yeah. And they're like, well, if we all have our powers back, that means you know we got Megazord power. Mm -hmm. And they morph into the. Uh, into the Voltron, and we see, and this is uh, one thing too that I like the design of it here too, because Young Deuce has called this out in our first episode when he joined us, uh, which is Zach's part of it, which is the shield. Yeah, he's got the shield in this one. It's like the Mastodon hat as a shield. Yeah, I love that. That's badass. Yeah, I like it was that. amazing. And uh, back in the alternate timeline, now that all the Power Rangers, like essentially the Power Rangers, like you said, were stormtroopers. So with them off the board, it kind of evens the the playing field a little bit. Mm -hmm. So now Tommy gets free, and now we have another Tommy and Dracon showdown. Yep. And I like the dynamic they have here because the way it's played is 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 you, the differences between them are very interesting because. It seems like Dracon is almost like insecure a little bit about the path he took because he's like, "Oh, you have all these friends. You think you're so cool with all these friends? Like they're you're the they're the weakness. Like that's yeah. that's the bad part. Like they're I did the gonna, right thing. Yeah, they're not gonna give you strength. They're a liability. Yeah, like see, I'm stronger. I keep beating you because I got rid of all that dead weight. And he's it's, like, no, like they're like what make me strong. That they're the difference between this and you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, it's got really great timing because Dracon might have been set up really good for that one liner earlier, but this is where Dracon sets him really uh, well up for the one liner. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Um, because he's like, "What do you believe in?" And he's like, "Well, um, well, I believe that they believe in me." And then, as he says that, the portal opens, and now that they have the black dragon armor, there's no nothing stopping them from just coming over here. Yeah. Uh, so the Power Rangers come in to rescue Tommy and Billy, and they're like, "What? You missed us? Yeah. Jumping like, through the portal uh, to join this giant like this. This is like an Infinity War battle going yeah, on it's right like now. Game. It's yeah. like the, like the last. Battle. It is. It's like the portal's opening. Like on your left, and the Power Rangers jump in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tommy's just like speak of the devil. Yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> these two stories, like, I'm kind of almost glad that we did cover these together, because these flow so well as one complete arc, like a 12-arc story, or an eight-issue story. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it it was a great combination. Yeah, it's like Infinity War Part 1, and this is Part 2. This is Endgame. <laughs> Honestly, like, it, yeah, now, now that you say that, like, this whole portal, like, battle is, like, it's very similar, and I mm -hmm. love it. And so now that he's got, like, his teammates at his back, and they're all joining in, like, the tides the tides have turned, and uh, and Tommy and Dracon are showing up, like, are... Tommy and Dracon are showing down, and they're at like, the edge of a cliff. And Dracon, I think, sees that he's about to lose. So yeah. he's like, well, like I'm not going to let you have me. Like No one's taking me alive. And mm -hmm. backs off a cliff and falls off. Um, which is classic, just like, this is the perfect way for you to set it up. Be like, I know I have a really cool villain here. We're not getting rid of him yeah, yet. <laughs> live, to die, live to die another day. Yep, yeah, because nobody wants to see the last... Like, this is a fantastic fucking story. So yeah. you could use Dracon for a lot of really cool stories after You can't this. just reveal him and kill him off three issues later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so they, they do win the day. This is like the, the Star Wars New Hope. Like, we did it. We defeated the Empire. Oh, yeah. Um, and so they're all going through celebrating. And then we do have, like, these cool, interesting scenes between uh, the Power Rangers as they meet. Yeah, some of these were really sad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because um, you, it's, you see, like... Uh, uh, one of my favorite ones is older Zach, because older Zach was leading the resistance in this yep. timeline, so he's been through some shit. Yeah, he had um, to pick up like f from the destruction. Yeah, like he's been through like maybe the most out of any of these people, because yeah. he's been at the head of it and like their whole time. Yep. And uh, he like younger Zach goes up to him and he's like, you know, you've been through hell. Like, surely you must have advice for me. Like, help me. Like, you know, you must have wisdom to share with me. Yeah, it's like, have you not seen any time travel movies? Like, are you sure it's a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I should just keep quiet. But the interesting part is. is like there is one thing I should tell you though yeah. like, a good piece of advice he's like tell them about the Rita incident like you'll feel better once you do and they'll they'll be fine with it just yeah, tell the, them the Rita proposal yep because that was an issue we covered uh, last week I yep. think yeah last uh, week where it was a flashback to before Tommy even showed up where Rita gave the offer to Zach to be the Green Ranger first mm -hmm. and Zach was tempted I think that's why he doesn't want to to share it because they don't he doesn't want him to know like yeah I was tempted by it. I said no but like I thought about it yeah because we had that cool moment where he told Zordon yep. and then because he told Zordon you know he, he was 
concerned about telling the other rangers because he didn't know what they'd think yep so it, that that's a really great moment he's like no just just tell them like they're your friends trust them yeah, yeah. you'll feel better yep i like that a lot yeah same and mentioning zordon too there's there's a really 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 good zordon i was gonna issue. say we, I, we forgot to talk about that oh i wanted to finish this part up first because the zordon one kind of takes place literally out of time yeah <laughs> it literally tur- it's like it's going throughout the whole thing but the zordon issue is very very good because i I kind of it gave me some context on Zordon, which I appreciated too, because I didn't really understand totally what he was. I, I knew he was some kind of like being stuck in a computer, essentially that was very old, is what I understood. Yeah, like I knew he was somewhat similar to Rita, or like had similar like powers or whatever, because he was around at about the same time as her. But this issue, without really even giving you any exposition, shows you like kind of what he is. Yeah, he's basically like a being uh, existing outside of time being contained like being stabilized essentially uh in that machine he's kind of like johan kraus almost yeah exactly uh, where he just exists as this energy but he can be contained into a form yeah so that way he can communicate with people yeah and when when we were talking about the art through all this this is where it absolutely shines like these pages with uh zordon were absolutely oh nuts. yeah the zordon issue has fantastic art um because it, it's just, very silver surfer ish yeah he's just like floating through the void and uh it, there's a, a really like the whole issue is about kind of him as he's in this time kind of void being able to see the alternate timelines because he actually meets up with another Zordon. Yep. The Zordon from Dracon's timeline. Yeah. Because in Dracon's timeline, Tommy killed Dra- uh, killed Zordon and sent him back into the void. Yeah, so he literally watches like the alternate reality him die. Yep. <laughs> uh, so he watches all of that, all of like what happened in the Dracon universe and then yep. he meets that Zordon and uh, that Zordon's like, um, you know, I had faith in Tommy and he, and he betrayed me, but seeing what you are seeing that there's a universe where tommy like was good like it it just proves it like yeah you have to keep believing in him because your like your beliefs like you holding steady to like what you believe in is making your universe better yeah exactly we're proof of that yeah no this got this whole issue was got super meta yeah that that's really really cool and there's a great page that i like um where he says uh trust your power rangers zordon of eltar hold true to your beliefs they make us noble and they make us who we are even when they do not initially yield the outcome we desire Good luck and may your power protect you always. And then he floats into the void and mm-hmm. just, you know goes into whatever you know whatever the hell he happens to him. Yeah, it's an amazing moment. And then uh, so that kind of just like wakes him up and he gets pulled back. And then in this void, he also meets up with uh, Saba. With Saba, yeah, Saba's floating in the void. It's like it's you, like yeah, because Saba kind of mentioned it the first time they met because he's trying to tell Zach not to like kill Tommy and Billy because he doesn't know who they are. And he's like, no, like trust me. I, I talked to Zordon and he told me I would meet these two and like you have to trust. Them. And that's that's dope because we saw that earlier and, yep. and you just take his word for it you're like sure that makes sense yeah whatever. exactly you just go with it but when you see it here you're like oh it, may, it means so much more now because this is a powerful fucking moment exactly where like it wasn't just a passing conversation like he literally told him that in like the fucking void right <laughs> yeah exactly it wasn't just like side lore it was like literally zordon at like his most like vulnerable and like yep. you know trying to rethink all of his like ethics and being like no like we need to focus you know on, on like like be like trusting them help them like they're the ones who are going to help you yeah it's like oh well when did he tell you that it's like uh, like right now and at all times, like that'll ever be and has been. Yeah, like, your other Zordon said, "These are your two saviors, so maybe take his word for it." Yeah, <laughs> and the sword's just like, "Okay, sure, that I'll works. go back to my timeline and I will remember that." Thank you, deuces. <laughs> One job. Uh, so yeah, so that that issue was amazing. I, I really really like that. Yeah. Um, this whole volume, like I, I got through this pretty quickly. Um, like through the two volumes, like it was pretty easy to do this in one week just because it was so good. Oh yeah, it flowed, and it kind of ties together with uh, Tommy. Like he's finally doing his documentary speech that he denied doing. I think in the very first issue. I think, yeah, it was way back. Yeah, because Bulk and Skull came up to him and was like, what do you think of the Power Rangers? Give your speech. And he was like, nah. (laughs) Uh, But now he's got it. He's got it. He basically says, like, you know, like, trust your friends. Like, they're going to be there for you. And, like, you know, even when you're weak, like, they'll pick you up. And, like, Mm -hmm. we need to trust in them. And, like, that's what makes everything better. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that was pretty sappy. That's pretty weak, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, man, come on. You had all this time to think about it, and that's what you give us. Tommy's like, what do you want from me, you motherfuckers? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm in high school, man. Uh, and then, of course, we get the scene. Uh, this is a really good cliffhanger to leave it us is. on um, because the cliffhanger that we see is Lord Dracon waking up in the desert and he looks up and correct me if I'm wrong, but is he in the real universe here or is that his universe? Because it looks like he's being like arrested. Uh, f- to me, it looks like he's being arrested by military the, the dudes United with States the United government. States flag on their sleeve. So it looks like he's in their universe. 
Either that or in the alternate destroyed universe, there's still the U.S. government somewhere hanging on. It didn't seem like there could have been. It, do, it didn't. No, there couldn't have been. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't no think way. so. There's no way. So, I, so somehow he's in our universe. I think, yeah, he, one. he must have been like, he must have like snuck his way back with them or something. I guess we'll see. Yeah, who knows? Um, but I mean, we're, we're, uh, this is where we're going to stop the coverage of it, but I, I do plan on finishing this. I, I can't we'll, think of a worse place for Lord Dracon to end up than the U.S. military. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. That's not a good combo. Uh, but yeah, that'll bring us to the end of the uh, comic book here. So. I, I'm, I see why he decided to have us go till 16, because the, those final two volumes were, like, the worth the price of admission alone. Oh, God, yeah. These were great. Like, not that the first two volumes were bad by any means, but, like, they were just set up for this. Exactly, Like, yeah. this was the story I feel like he had in his head when he started this run. Yeah, totally. Because like, this was fantastic. This was really good. Yeah. And, like, seeing all the cameos from different characters, now that we've seen, like, a little bit more, like, especially, like the movie that we're going to cover after this was a good choice, too, because we, oh, yeah. like, there were some characters who crossed over, too, mm-hmm. that were pretty cool to see. Um, but overall, this this comic book, I, I'm very happy we got into this. This has been recommended to me before, but um, I, I don't know why I never got it. I guess I figured like uh, Power Rangers was something I didn't remember well enough to enjoy it on nostalgia alone. But you don't even need to have nostalgia to enjoy this. This is like like a bona fide good, just like sci-fi comic. Oh yeah, it's like, just a great story. Yeah, for sure. So I'm really glad we got into this. So thanks again for this request on oh, Patreon. Absolutely. Um, but we're not done yet. We do have uh, after this. We actually left this the movie that we're going to cover this week up to a, a poll on Patreon. Yeah, or up, up to uh, the sorry, people. a poll on Twitter. Yeah. Um, again, our Twitter is over at Agents of Podcast. So if you missed out on the poll, that's where you would have seen it. Um, yep. over there on our Twitter feed. Um, but it was a landslide vote. Uh, I left it between the 19. Well, actually, it was a choice left to us uh, by the Patreon request. He yeah. said, you know, you guys can do the 1995 Power Rangers movie, or you can do the uh, the more recent. I think it was 2018 movie. 2017, maybe. Yeah, someone in there. Two. Um, the the modern one. Yeah. And uh, I haven't seen either, so I had no dog in the fight. So I left it up on Twitter. I was like, what do you guys think? What do you guys want to see? And it was a landslide vote, so I'm glad I left it up there. Yeah, I, I definitely saw this movie way back in the day, like, Probably not in theaters. I only would have been like four or five, but I remember seeing this like when I was a little kid. But obviously, I don't remember much. I don't. I didn't remember this. I don't think I had seen this one. I had seen some of the show definitely because I remember being a Power Rangers fan as a kid. I don't mm-hmm. know if I remember any of the show, but like I, I know I was a fan. Like I had, I was, I had Power Rangers shit, and I was into it. So unless it was just the toys, I must have watched it. It's funny. I was talking to my mom the other week because I. I remember being a fan in the day, and I was asking her, I was like, was I like a big Power Rangers fan? She was like, oh, yeah. And it's like, you went as the Green Ranger one year for Halloween. So, like, and she actually had a picture of it she sent to me earlier, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I went as a Power Ranger as a kid, too. So, like, I must have watched it, but like, oh, it, definitely. It went, like, into my, like, uh, the part of your brain that, like, you're just a kid and you don't remember, and it just got a lot lost in Ex- there. Exactly. <laughs> well, plus, we're getting older, too. So, like, the super young childhood memories are slowly. Oh, yeah. Out. I'm like Thor, like, uh, when he's, like, recalling ancient battles. Like, <laughs> yeah. how could I remember that ancient battle? How could I forget that God Butcher. Especially, like, the amount of TV I've watched at this point. Like, how could I remember that ancient TV show I watched? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I was six. That was back in the Norse, the <laughs> Norse years. <laughs> so, yeah, this is... Uh, like we said, this is the 1995. This is called Power Rangers. Like, this is essentially, I think, the first movie they had. I think so. Um... And a couple years after the show. Yeah, so we are jumping Actually, ahead Actually, this might have been during the show, because the show started... It might have been, but it's... De- th- go yeah. ahead. The show started in 93 and went a few seasons, so this was 95. I was going to say, yeah, it, it could have been during the show, but it's definitely much later than where, where we left off. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, one thing I... Oh, go ahead. No, you go. Um, one thing I want to call out, actually, about before we get uh, too deep into this is with, with the adaptation that we covered last week. Last week, we talked about the Green Candle, which was the... Uh, the one, one of the Tommy arcs oh, yeah. from the show. Um, actually, on Twitter, um, the person who left this page, uh, this Patreon request, uh, Dark Side Taser, actually gave me some more insight into what that arc, like, kind of why that arc happened the way it did. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, so he actually gave me some more insight. He's like, oh, hey, like, you guys seem confused by some bits. I wanted to give you some added context. Um, the green candle part was actually, like, added in as almost like a twist. Because like we talked about in the first episode, Young Deuces taught us that uh, this show was repurposed, like, from uh, an older Japanese show. Yep. And so they're taking footage from it. So the Green Candle arc happened because in that original show, the Green Ranger died. Like, Tommy's character died. Yeah. And the kid, like, this was a kid's show in America. So they didn't want to, like, go that dark with it. It probably had a little to do with how marketable the Green Ranger was, too. Oh, you're right. That's <laughs> probably a really good reason, like, too. We, we, we got all these toys selling off the fucking charts. Like, everyone loves this. Tommy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The Green Ranger was the fucking Green Ranger. 
Yeah, so this the so the Saban films ran out of like footage of him because the Green Ranger died, so they didn't have anything to use. So they were like, well, I guess the Green Ranger. I think that's also why Tommy changes because like yeah, the he Green Ranger's powers. Gone. Yeah, there's yeah. no more battle fight sequences with the Green Ranger. Right, so they essentially just took his powers away instead of killing him. Yeah, so that's why the Green Candle kind of like the effects on it seem forced, and like the footage on that seems a little weird. Yeah, and it just seems like it doesn't have any contextual like reason to be there right so given that context i actually like it more because like given like what they did with what they had like uh, there were parts of it that do like do make sense and that i did like so it's not bad i mean it the effects are terrible but yeah, it like, could have been worse sense now yeah it could have been worse for but sure the context makes it better oh yeah because it wasn't a creative choice you know what i mean yeah exactly. it's more of a creative limitation that wasn't their first idea right <laughs> Um, but where we're picking up now is a lot farther from where that was. Because in the show, like, clearly, like, what we're covering now had a bigger budget, which is pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, like, you can kind of see, like, more of, like, what their vision for the show probably was. Definitely, yeah. Um, and we also have a, a new team. A uh, couple, Cu- couple of returners. old favorites, yeah. yeah. Um, the ones that are the same is... Um, uh, Tommy, Kim- obviously. Yeah, Tommy is still there, but he's not the Green Ranger. He's the White Ranger in yep. this one. Uh, he pretty much looks like Lord Dracon. He's got the same costume. Yep. Uh, which is why Lord Dracon looks like he does, I'm sure. Exactly. Um, and then we also have Kimberly is back as the Pink Ranger. She's still there. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have Billy is still the uh, the Blue Ranger. It's got to be said too, and I don't know for this for sure, but. A, Billy d- does not look like a high school at all. He looks like he's almost 30. No. Yeah, and honestly, when I was watching this movie, it didn't really seem like he was into it, that actor. Like, he, he seemed like he fo- He pulled a Nicolas Cage phone in Oh, job. he did. He, like, I, he did not Sorry, try. Billy Yost, but like, that's, yeah, that's what I think about this movie. Because like, the part, especially, it stood out, especially when they're doing their call-outs, where they're ho- they hold the coin in front. Oh, it's yeah. Like, Blue Ranger, Triceratops. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Just a stone face. Yeah, oh, like, you gotta be a little more excited. Right. Like, he doesn't have a lot of moments in this movie, too. Like, there's a lot of parts where I'm like, oh, shit, it's Billy. Yeah, like, you're still getting paid to be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the new team. Uh, that's that's the old team. The new yeah. team is, uh, we all, we have a new Yellow Ranger. We have Aisha, who we mentioned in the comic. Yeah, that actually um, shows up in the alternate reality. Yeah, she's pretty cool. It seems like her thing is, like, backflips. She does a lot of backflips, which is pretty badass. Yeah, out of the squad, in the she was one of the better fighters like practically like in it the fight because like, yeah. she was pulling off more of the more impressive moves and some of the like it's got to i don't know it seemed if, like she was like almost like tommy level like kung fu yeah. oh yeah like she was pulling off mm-hmm. some crazy like grapple like flips and twists yeah, and yeah. shit um <laughs> the first couple scenes in the movie are pretty uh pretty 90s i liked it there's oh, a yeah. whole scene where they're like rollerblading through the town for like <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> yeah it's a long sequence oh uh, oh no first I, I i can't let us forget first they skydive and oh, then yeah, they go rollerblading yeah it's like a weird like marathon they're like a competitive skydiving team and there's like a festival going on and they're all color coordinated as their ranger colors <laughs> and n- still under secret identities that are somehow still secret yeah no one in this town makes that connection but i mean <laughs> They, they all do it apparently and they're friends with Bulk and Skull too who almost like jump out of the plane without a parachute yeah <laughs> they had to get the classic Bulk and Skull like idiot moments yeah, like you jump first no you jump you coward yes. and then Kimberly's like uh, you guys hey guys wanna... yeah bull uh, the new Rita crew is a little bit different than where we left it last too as well uh, I mean all the old favorites are still there we have Rita and we have Goldar um, then there's also this guy named uh, Lord Zeg I think his name was Lord Zed yeah Lord Zed he's his design, he's not in this movie a lot, but his design was, like, badass. Like, it was, like, too metal for this, like... I wasn't expecting something that metal. He's, like, a skinless man. Yeah, the the practical suits for some of the villains were really cool. Like, even Goldar, they, like, upped the budget for Goldar it. Goldar like, didn't look bad. His yeah, he face, looked good. like, the face even moved and, like, the eyes yeah. blinked. And, like, it looked great. It was an improvement. And then, yeah, Lord said he had, like, a, a giant, like, staff that looked like... It actually looked like a Zildjian, like, drum key with, like, the Z logo. Oh, cool. And then he had an open head with, like, a brain. And the brain actually, like, pulsed. Like, it was, like, moving. Yeah. Like, it, for a kid's movie, like, they was pretty, So he like, was a man with, like, without skin, without a skull. Like, yeah, it was, like, it was crazy looking. It was metal. But this movie all hinges around this, uh, the villain. The, movie, the villain of this movie is not going to be Rita, actually. Rita spends most of the movie locked away in a snow globe. <laughs> yeah, we can get this out of the way. Rita and they take Lord Zed, this new guy who's metal, and they take him and Rita and throw him in a snow globe. They, right, so literally this guy the we, whole movie. This guy we just were fawning over is now not yeah. sidelined for the whole movie. Literally, like, oh, he's pretty cool. Nope, never mind. Total non-factor. <laughs> uh, the villain of this is going to be a guy called uh, Ivan... What was Ooze. his name? Ivan Ooze. Ooze. That's right. I almost called him Ivan Goo. Close <laughs> I mean, pretty, pretty much the same thing. Oh, uh, but Ivan Ooze, he's this like ancient villain. We're told he's like all-powerful and he's been c- contained in this egg like Adam Warlock. Yeah, we start out the movie where these construction workers find this like sewer grate that has a crazy like ancient like logo inscription on it and of course they're just like oh let's prop it open right and they pull out this giant dragon stone claw with an egg and out and then 
end up getting stolen by uh what does De- lord zed just take it well no rita and and their crew show up at the construction site oh, to get right, the right. eggs yeah, they're yeah. like he's gonna be a powerful ally yeah and they they have that great pun where they open and it's like excellent as they <laughs> <Yeah>. open it <laughs> yeah lord zed gets in an excellent pun that's why he's the greatest <laughs> yeah at least he got that one liner you're in. gonna tell me you free him from an egg and not drop that excellent pun <laughs> it was the perfect moment missed opportunity but also probably why he got put in that snow globe oh yeah it was it was uh it was earned because yeah ivan ooze gets free and ivan ooze is i'm trying to describe this for people who haven't seen the movie because it's not easy to find but yeah for so for those who haven't aren't able to watch the movie uh ivan ooze is a purple um man who has control over purple goo yeah um that's a pretty good way to describe him uh as they're so the power rangers get like brought in because this egg has been like zordon's picked up on like the energy you know whatever yeah zordon knows this dude apparently yep so the uh yeah because zordon warns him he's like no he's all powerful don't fuck yeah, with this guy this he, dude's a dick he's gooey and he's got you know he's he'll fuck shit up <laughs> don't touch his ooze <laughs> Uh, and so the Power Rangers get sent in, and there's a funny part too that I left in my notes where uh, Aisha like is like she's like activating power beam, and she like reaches up to her helmet and turns on a flashlight. Oh yeah, it's literally <laughs> just a helmet flashlight activating and power beam. They even do effects. It's like boop, and then it's just like click. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally just a, a, a helmet flashlight. Yeah, and it's then. Awesome. Uh, Oh yeah, I thought we mentioned we forgot to mention the other new Rangers. I only mentioned Aisha, I think. Oh, we also. Oh yeah, yeah. I stopped at one. Yeah, we also they're that forgettable. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I ha- there's Adam, the new Black Ranger, uh, and then there's uh, Rocky. He's the new Red Ranger. Yeah, I, we we. I mean, these could be great characters. We were not familiar with them. So. Honestly, I don't know this for sure, but I would bet that. The only reason that these these new Rangers is that those actors got too old. Oh sure, it's a long running show. Yeah, because yeah. that yeah, because I don't know why else unless something happened in the show where they ended up getting. Well, replaced. Well, it's cool that you but, have a rotating cast, but yeah. Oh yeah, I mean they're mantle jobs. Oh my, how many times are you gonna drop that? Oh <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we get our first showdown between Ivan News and the Power Rangers, which is is pretty good. The fight scenes you can tell like are a little bit improved in this. Oh yeah, definitely. Um. Like I said, we like there's some cool like parts where like you know the Yellow Rangers doing like triple flips into people, and Tommy, Tommy has got the fucking moves in this movie. Oh yeah, he's got a move called the Corkscrew Kick. Oh yeah, where he jumps up and just like spins for like two minutes. The laws of gravity, <laughs> literally, like it's literally a Mario move. He does like the Corkscrew jump and oh, can yeah. jump like three stories. Oh yeah, and like uh, I I can't remember. I think it was Aisha. She does like a fucking uh, Kung Lao kick from Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, totally. Like yeah, like the the flying like kick where you're just yeah. constantly kicking a bunch Ooh. and moving them back. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> uh, and then we see Tommy as he's the White Ranger too. He has the sword too. Saba. Yep. Uh, it doesn't talk in this, which I really wish it did. But... I know it's the same design though, uh, but it's still it looks, pretty cool. It looks great. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so Ivan Ooze, he can create his minions are created through uh, like basically they're like ooze created creatures. Yeah, and like if you if you send them really fast into like a grate, it seems like they just explode, which is the tactic they learn to use a lot. Yeah, a lot of exploding minions in this show or in this movie. Um, but they 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 pretty much are powerless against the like the ooze himself. Like when he, when they're fighting him, they don't really ha- seem to have much of a chance. Yeah, Ivan Ooze himself as a character in this is weird looking, but like I kind of like where he they kind of went with like his plot and like the way he's kind of just like uh symbolically formatted in this because he's kind of almost like uh it reminded almost gave me like final crisis vibes yeah it was very dark sidey yeah <laughs> he's, he's like an evil capitalist i yeah, like it kind of he, he straight up starts making he they start producing ooze in a, like a can and it's like a children's product that it, it, this is one of the concerning scenes he's at like a, a boardwalk fair or something and he's, he's kind of like pennywise almost oh for sure yeah. yeah he's like a pied piper and actually mm-hmm. he makes a pied piper pun and then pulls out a, pulls out a flute <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he's starts handing out this uh, ooze and he's like give it to your parents and if they don't want it throw it in their face yep <laughs> and like, so like the parents start touching the ooze and they turn into zombies like dark side zombies yep and, and literally they're in a factory just like making ooze and yep. stamping it just like working endless shifts and he's like keep working put your back into it <laughs> die for ivan ooze so yeah it reminded me like we, we keep bringing it up but i just want to call out for people who haven't read it there's a, a story called big event in dc called final crisis where uh dark side takes over the earth and like basically just Turns into like a giant like overworld evil capitalist and works everyone to death and yep. creates like that kind of order. Yeah. Um. And so that's kind of reminded me of this because he's brainwashing these people into like working these long shifts just to make ooze for him, just yeah, so he exactly. can take over the world. No, yep. I, it was actually a really cool plot. I liked it. I yeah. liked it a lot. Uh, and he like he's literally working their parents to death because he's like, after you're done, go kill yourself. Yeah, go jump off a cliff. Yep, two by two. So he's literally just like, <laughs> it's like a, literally a story about a bunch of kids trying to stop their parents from working themselves to death. I'm yep. like, that's kind of that's kind of great. Yeah, it was a cool angle. Yeah. 
Um, so the Power Rangers are, are in search of the Power Rangers, Eric. I need to tell you, they're in search of more power. <laughs> they don't have <laughs> Who enough power. Thought? They lean too hard onto the Ranger side, and they yeah. don't have enough of the power. Yeah, because they end up losing it. Because while the Rangers are dealing with the purple goo guys, uh, Ivan Ooze pops into the command center and uh, destroys Zordon, who ends up. Uh, he has human form. Oh, yeah, that was which interesting. Which was very creepy. That was interesting, yeah, because when the Power Rangers show up to the wreckage, Alpha 5 just gets destroyed again. I'm sorry, No, Alpha he 5. made it. Well, no, he, he. I'm just saying, like, he, in the fight, like, he gets zapped and then he's out. But he oh, does yeah, survive, yeah. you're right. Yeah, he, he doesn't he's get always dismant- survive. He doesn't get dismantled, like, in the comic, at right, least. Right, but I'm just saying, give him some defenses. Make <laughs> yeah, him a Power Ranger. Give him a gun. <laughs> yeah, anything. You need something here. <laughs> What's What you have isn't working here, no, clearly. No. This place gets blown up more than, like, the, the X-Men mansion. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, anytime the Rangers aren't there, like, it is just absolutely vulnerable. Yeah, but this time, you like you said, it's weird, because they go up to the Zordon, like, hologram thing. Yeah, and... He's just sitting in it, just like his old, like old, old man body. Yeah, it's like an old, shriveled, like white, like pale man. Yeah. So, like Ugh. we like we said, he's uh, uh, he's a man out of time. That's 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 a thing. I think the comic just kind of made it clear to us what that is. I guess so yeah. now that we kind of understand that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Uh, but now he's been materialized. I think is what they're trying to represent here. Um. So he's like materialized, and now he's aging because he's been pulled out of time, and now he's just gonna die because he's ancient. Yeah. Um. So the Power Rangers are on the clock now. Alpha Five keeps telling him like, "You wake we." need to do something because he's going to die any minute without that machine. Yeah, there's only one option. So he, they send him to the, this ancient planet, like this ancient planet of the Power Rangers, essentially. Yep. Which is pretty cool. It's like this... Uh Kind of looks like a land before time kind of thing. Yeah. I actually made a, a fucking welcome to Jurassic Park joke. And then like 20, la- 20 minutes later in the movie, uh, one of the Power Rangers ended up making the same yep, joke. Yeah, they stole your joke. I was like, come on, man. Rough, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's cool. Like they actually fight like this uh, skeleton triceratops. Yeah, this was great because obviously I was worried about what the CGI was going to be in this. But this fight, they looked like they did primarily stop motion, which looked pretty good. It did look pretty good, yeah. Um, but the... the Dinosaur bones was pretty cool because, like, if you if I don't know too much about this planet, if it's come up before or if it comes up again or what we know about it, mm-hmm. but like, if this is tied into like Power Rangers lore, it's pretty cool because like dinosaurs are clearly on this planet, so yep. it makes sense why the Zords are designed after them. Exactly. Um, like, are the Zords like are they connected to, like these ancient dinosaur like souls? Or it seems their, to be like, like re- actually related to animals, which is a, gr- a really cool tie-in. I yeah. thought. Uh, because we'll see, like, they get rescued on that planet by, um... <laughs> like an Amazonian Wonder Woman? I can't remember her name. She was, like, Xena. <laughs> yeah, it was literally, like, Xena. It was a mix of Xena and, like, an Amazonian Wonder Woman. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, a Power Rangers Wonder Woman coming in. Yeah. Uh, and she saves him by, uh... We, we forgot to mention that the, uh... Oh, yeah. Oh my God! Um, Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze creates like the birds of war, like yep. these bird men <laughs> who fucking flop in. I literally thought that they were gonna bust out into a song and dance when they got introduced. Yeah, but literally when they pop in, they all like raise up their arms. I'm like, are they about to start singing? And then they don't. Yeah, like some <laughs> crazy like funk music comes in. They start like flapping their wings around. It's like, is this about to bust out? And then they luckily stop. I'm so glad they actually were useless because they looked useless. It looked. It was a terrible. Because I was like, about to say, I'm not gonna buy these guys as the threat. <laughs> they look like the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz. That's with, exactly what with they look beaks. like. They yeah. just threw beaks on them. And then later on <laughs> in the movie, at the very end, they start talking. And that's yep. out of nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. And they just talk like normal dudes from New York. They're like, yeah, sorry, we tried to catch the Power Rangers. Yep. We couldn't get them, boss. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Yeah, they're weird. Uh, but yeah, uh, this Xena Wonder Woman like shoes him away with her rod. Like She has like these powerful uh, yeah, Power she, Rangers relics. She starts like. spinning them around, and it makes a whistle that... Apparently, they hate and they just fly away. Well, it seems like some kind of Power Rangers relic, essentially, because yeah. when the birds yeah. come back to Ivan Ooze, he recognizes the weapon. He's like, oh, that thing, that fucking thing. Yeah, it's like, did she spin it around? Like, did it make a whistle? He's yeah. like, yeah, it did. And it's like, oh, that, it was the Mickey. Ah, fuck. <laughs> the one thing I forgot about. Uh, but it's cool because she, like, you know, being this, like, expert on, like, Power Rangers lore, it seems like, you know, essentially she knows. She's, like, tied into this planet. Like, yep. she says she doesn't leave because she's kind of like Zordon. This planet keeps her tied into time. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if this is true or not, but now that I say that, I wonder if that has something to do with why there's dinosaurs here. Because this is like a timeless planet. I don't know if that's a thing, or maybe if that's just an alien world thing. But it probably works differently for everything. Just throwing there. it out there yeah. because she's because the way I like uh, interpreted it was that because when they ask her for help, like she gives, she ends up giving them a form of help. But then the reason she can't go with them to like this mountain, like ancient place, is that if she as soon as she goes past a certain point, she starts to age. So she's like restricted to a certain part of the island. 
Oh, so yeah. it could just be certain zones or yeah, you're right because she can't even traverse everywhere on this yeah. planet. Yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting like character. Um, but she yeah, because she sends them on their quest because they don't have their their Power Ranger suits anymore. So they're, she's like, I can help you. Like, yeah, they're like, can you give us something, lady? Yeah. Like, like, no, it, there's new new animal spirits you'll channel, and she gives them all like a new Zord essentially. Yep. Um, so it's pretty cool. Like, there's some good ones in there. Like, there's uh, yeah, I, I got it here. There's uh, I can I. Couldn't remember all the characters, but Tommy got the Falcon Zord, obviously. Yeah. Adam got the Black, uh, the Black Ranger. Adam got the Frog. Uh, Kim got the Crane. Billy, oh, that's right. got, Billy got the Wolf, and then between the two, it was a bear and an ape. Oh yeah, no, the bear went to Aisha, and then the ape went to uh, uh, Rocky. Rocky, yeah, yeah, that, that's what it was. Yep. Um, so it's pretty cool that we don't see the Zords until the end, and I'll spoil it right now. It's not going to be my favorite part of the movie. No. But it's um, awesome, though, because they, they don't get their classic uh, Power Rangers like, suits. They end up getting like almost like Ninja Gaiden. No, no like, yeah. That part I did like. Things. That was cool. Like, there's an awesome design. Those are badass. I loved, I loved it. Yeah, that was a cool design. I definitely remember that from back in the day, because like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, totally remember this. Yep. So then they're sent on like this like kind of hero's quest. Like, no, go to the ancient temple. Like There you'll find the yeah. power you need, but None you have to pass returned. a test. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like so this is their like Excalibur quest essentially. Yeah. And, but you know, Alpha Five did kind of call out that they're on the clock here because uh, Zoran yeah. is like literally dying of old age while they're waiting. And yeah, because when they find him, like he's literally like uh, it seems like he's saying his last words almost. It does. <laughs> kind of taking their sweet ass time. Yeah, like there's literally shots of them. That, I, I don't know what jungle they filmed in, but wherever it was, like it looked very like rainforesty, like mm -hmm. hundred foot. Either tall that or a really good shit. set. Yeah. Yeah. No, that too. But no, they're just kind of briskly walking through the forest like, oh man, like I, Zordon's probably like fading away. We should probably hurry up. <laughs> As they're just walking like at the speed of smell. Yeah, it's like, come on guys, let's get a jog on or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get a pace. Uh, but then, yeah, so they find this ancient power. It's guarded by this like Indiana Jones looking door. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool because the like the hieroglyphics on the door come to life. Yeah, they, they look start like, to fight them. Yeah, yeah, they look like just carved out warrior looking dudes into the stone, but then they morph like out of the wall. Yeah, it's cool. It's like straight up out of a video game. It's like, if you want the reward first you must beat the boss battle and it's yeah. like the three warriors so no four cool. of them oh yeah because yeah. like one of them jumps out of the top yeah. yeah yeah um so that that yeah so then we get that fight and then they get the power that they need to to help um zordon and it gives them their, their powers back as well they go back to their original power rangers costumes yep um and not only that but it gives them access to the zords that yeah it was um, kind of interesting how they did that because they get the suits and then these weird like spirit energy forms of each sword animal start like flying around and they're all just like oh what's oh, happening oh I forgot about that <laughs> yeah. that part didn't look great and then they just like fly into the chest emblem like oh yeah. now we have the power <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then yeah they, they, they get to go off and, and uh, fly and save the day now that they have their powers back yep because uh, back on earth uh, things are getting bad because all the parents have gotten into the goo yeah because <laughs> they were like what's this weird thing my kid they brought just back been, they've just been huffing it down yeah because this is a good lesson not to go into your kids shit and just start fucking around with right things. there's <laughs> literally a scene where this dad just walks in and i mean the kid was kind of dumb just he literally leaves the ooze can like just right on top of the table yeah and the dad's just like oh what's this just takes a huge handful out of it it's like dude what are you doing start scarfing it down yeah, you don't know what this is and as soon as he touches it it just like zaps him He's what like, is this oh. oh might as well shotgun it bottoms up <laughs> yum yum uh but yeah so all the parents have uh, been brainwashed by the goo and they're going off to it to, to die for dark side like yep, you said exactly um so the power rangers have to come and save them and that's when we get the fucking this is where they really leaned into what if you want to call it a cgi budget because it is uh, oh man it's rough because this the whole thing that he's had been having them build all the parents yeah he's been having them build these two zords essentially yeah they're like ant like spiders it's like zords. an ant and like a beetle or something yeah. yeah um they look bad they look really bad it, the see it, it's all cgi and it's just garbage yeah and like i don't like to complain too much about visuals in movies because it's it's like superficial but don't lean into it this much exactly this is what you have. like this is 95 maybe, dude. maybe you know that's a good point though maybe in the 90s this was better but plus it's a kid's movie so like i mean i don't know yeah i don't know I guess it maybe if it didn't bother anyone, it's fine. I don't yeah, know. I mean, at the, honestly though, we're in 2020, so at the time, maybe it was groundbreaking. I don't know. I'd like to look at let's go, let's find other movies in the 90s. No, because if there's a Jurassic Park joke, Jurassic Park was before this. I'm gonna maybe put up a, a tweet and just like have a picture of it. Be like, what other movies in '95 looked better than this? There's definitely a lot. Uh, because yeah, they lean into it hard too. Because we have we see all the Zords, like they all have new animals, like we said, the ape, the crane, the um, the, the Falcon Zord looks pretty cool. Yeah, not it doesn't look cool, but the design of it is good. Yeah, actually, um, totally. Yeah, so we get to see all of them in action, and it is just 
It's just, yeah. Yeah, and the, the worst part is, uh, so Ivan Ooze, you know, the battle's turning south, so Ivan Ooze pulls out the last resort, and he, like, turns... I, I, tweet, I put up a gif of this. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> turns into, like, jelly worm mode and morphs into one of, like, the big mech things, and it kind of forms... It like weird. It makes a fusion of him and the mech. Yeah, basically, I think what the way, the way I would describe this is because he's a man of goo, right? Yeah, we've established purple. this. Uh, ooze, I'm yeah, sorry, ooze. he's a man of ooze. So he basically Mister Fantastic's his way from the tower he was watching the battle on. Yep. He Mister Fantastic's his way over to the mech, and the mech was almost it seemed maybe like a little bit hollow, like the rib cage yeah, yeah. and stuff. So it seems like he fills up the mech with his. Ooze, it TM. looks, <laughs> uh, and then he fills it up, and literally his face becomes his own face. Yep, and it, it is just terrifying. The initial mech fight was bad CGI, but it's like fine. You this know? is a whole it's, new level. This is so bad it had to like I if you if I was an editor looking at this I'd been like you have you can't put this in theaters. <laughs> we can't release. People this. can't see this. <laughs> this cannot go to print. This is gonna be the Power Rangers. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Like I urge you. At least look at this scene. I'll po- I'll try to find some pictures of it to put up because it when he puts on this when the face fills this mech, it's so it looks like a PS one villain. No, it's so when we watch ugly. it, you literally said it, it looks like a PS one Thanos. Yes, that's what it, <laughs> that's a it's a th- PS one mech Thanos. Oh god, it's so bad. And oh, and man. They, the Voltron part, like they all do Voltron into their new thing now yep. that they're all new animals. And this part. This part, I feel like, has more of a backbone of a complaint than just bad CGI, because I don't like the design Mm-mm. of this Voltron. Like, 